So Deanna, I am so super excited to have you on the podcast with me today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to um, speak with you guys or speak with you. Awesome. So how I usually get started is I love to share with my listeners a little bit about you and your journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Oh, it's a long journey. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing this a long time. So um, let's see. We, I guess the, the journey to where, you know, where I'm, what I'm doing now and everything I'm, I'm doing today, um, all really started off when I was a young mom. I was in my, um, early twenties when I had my son, my first son and, um, two kids, I had three kids by the time I was 30 years old. And during that course of time was just really struggling with, you know, I, I was drowning in that. And, you know, yo-yo dieting kind of my way through life, like trying to lose the pregnancy weight and have that be, um, a major theme in my life that took up so much time away from my kids, um, mentally, you know, from my kids, I was, I was physically there with them, but always thinking about the next diet I was going to get on, how I could lose weight, um, dropping 20 pounds. It just was constantly on my mind. And I was, I was yo-yo dieting all the time. So, um, nothing other ever stuck. And then, you know, so I was always like 30 to 40 pounds heavier than, um, I am right now. So then I went through a really traumatic experience. Um, I, my marriage ended to my first husband. It was a really tumultuous divorce. It was one of the hardest times in my life. And then during that time, my dad was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Um, and it was benign, but it was very treacherous surgery. And he really never recovered from that surgery. And he died several years later, but it was a very, very rough road, um, going through that. And I was very, very close with him. So those two things happening at the same time, um, I, I just figured out that I needed to take care of myself and I didn't, I, I was not so focused anymore on having a perfect body or dieting or, all the things, the only other things I had ever known about health and fitness was dieting. And so, um, I started just taking care of myself and during that process, just because I had to do that to survive and to be there for my kids during that process, um, ended up, um, kind of understanding that if you, I could just take care of my body, I didn't have to follow this like set of rules, um, and certain mindset aspects that, that could go into that and just really kind of love myself and respect myself that it was almost easy at that point to maintain my weight and to be healthy and to be strong. And then also without all the dieting crap in my head all the time and the negative body image, I had also freed up all this mental space for my kids who I had to get through a divorce, you know, their parents getting divorced. Um, but it doesn't end there. <laughs> Then I met my, um, my husband now, excuse me, excuse me. Then I met my husband now and he was like really, really into bodybuilding. And so I had gotten into this really good place and he, um, was, you know, really into like that, that dieting mindset back again of like perfecting your physique. He, he wasn't doing the, the stage competitions, but he was really into them and, um, followed all those things. And so we got into that together as we were, t- were together. We, we started dieting and trying to get to have these chiseled physiques together. And that was also just as miserable. I lost my, <laughs> I lost all 
of my healthy body image that I had developed. I was obsessed again. I was thinking about food again all the time. Um, and so to, we, we, he actually had um, over time developed a binge eating disorder. And I was starting to get into that territory, like where it was like almost orthorexia. And so he and I um, healed from that together. And we both started coaching. We noticed as soon as we started coaching that everyone else that we were talking to had the exact same issues with food in their bodies that we did. Um, they were all having the same um, patterns and the same like negative relationship with food in their bodies and exercise a lot of the time. And so we, over the course of time, developed um, what we now call the ideal body formula, which is not what it sounds like. It's not like a perfect body. It's not um, your goal body, but it's just the result of um, you having a healthy relationship with food, with your body, with your exercise and your mind. So whatever body that leaves you, um, that's your ideal body. I love okay. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we have our podcast together now and we run programs together. I'm doing that. I love it. I love it. So, oh my gosh, that's so much, so much there. I love <laughs> So based on all that, what would you consider your superpower and why after going through like that, that amazing journey? Yeah. I was thinking about this just the other day. I have developed this really almost sixth sense of being able to kind of see somebody's situation with their relationship with food and their relationship with their body and be able to almost just zoom right in on where things are getting tripped up for them. So they, we all have our blind spots. We all can't see it. And I, I can do this for myself too, which is awesome. Like I can feel myself, um, obsessing over losing weight all of a sudden. And I can pinpoint, Oh, I've been feeling incompetent lately in my business. So I'm focusing on my body. And so I've developed that ability to do that for other people too. Um, and it's sometimes it takes me by surprise, but, um, it's definitely probably been the most beneficial thing to, <laughs> to other people because, um, they are able to take a good look at those blind spots. Um, but it's been really, really beneficial to me as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That sounds like an amazing superpower. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so the theme of my podcast is fit to lead. And I would love to know, you know, again, through your whole journey. So what does that mean to you? What does that look like? So when I think about leadership, I think about self-care. I mean, that's always the first thing that I, that I come to because I know that when I was in my early twenties and I was raising these three kids and I was drowning, um, I was putting them first, putting my, I had a business then as well, not this business, but I, I ran um, a photography studio at the time and I was putting all my clients first, my kids first, everything else was first above me. And I just thought that I would just, I could survive. Like I didn't have to answer to myself. Like I didn't, there was no guilt involved in letting myself down. So I would come last and everybody else would come first. And so that meant that I, I would work all, I would be a stay at home mom all day and work all night. That was, I don't recommend that. Yeah. And so I was exhausted and just beyond exhausted. And I didn't even realize at the time that it didn't have to be that way. But then after I kind of figured that out, um, when my fourth, my fourth child was born, we, my husband and I had one together. Um, turns out we, he was diagnosed with autism at three years old. And it was like, I had to figure out how to be okay. And so luckily I had kind of already, I had already experimented with that. I was already taking better care of myself and the difference in how I felt 
getting him through that experience and getting my other children through that experience and just everything that we've gone through, um, I was so much more present and available to everyone around me when I was taken care of. And um, to me, not only that, but my children are learning from me that, you know, and my clients too are learning from me that you, if you put yourself first, it's not selfish, it's actually benefiting the people around you. Yeah, for sure. I always say you can't fill up somebody else's cup if your cup is empty, right? Exactly. Um, so, so what's a non-negotiable for you personally in your self-care? Like, what do you have to do at least on a daily basis? I have to move my body in some way, unless I'm sick or injured. Even today, I actually started to work out this morning and I tweaked my neck and I, I was like, ah, but I, I need to go at least take a walk every single day. And I need to, um, just get the blood pumping and, you know, endorphins are really important for me to manage stress. And it's also, um, a way that I manage anxiety. I have chronic anxiety. I always have. So it helps me to manage that. And, um, also green smoothies, just because it, it doesn't happen every single day, but most days I'll get a green smoothie because no matter what else is happening the rest of the day, I've got those nutrients in my body to keep me going. Oh, I love that. That is a good one. So I want to go back a little bit um, to your superpower. And I want to talk some more about, you know, having that success mindset and kind of using that to overcome things like stress eating and emotional eating. What do you typically tell people or your clients? Like what's the best way to kind of approach that? To deal with stress and emotional eating. They, um, you know, I think that in the fitness and diet industry, there's way too much, like you just shouldn't stress and emotionally eat. There's just like, don't do it or use more willpower or go for a walk. <laughs> like it just is like never an option to eat. Um, and that I, we don't take that approach. We, we take the approach that food is always on, like is always an option. It's always um, on the table. You always have permission to eat. And what that does is it keeps you in an abundance mindset. When you're in an abundance mindset, you are thinking rationally. If you can think back to like the toilet paper crisis, yes. <laughs> great toilet paper crisis of 2020, like people were acting really irrationally. They were like doing, going to doing things that they would never normally do. They weren't making good decisions. They were emotional. Um, and so when you're in that scarcity state of mind like that, you cannot make a good decision about food. So we go into emotional eating, knowing that you can, if if you try to get through it and you can't fix the emotion or you can't fix the problem, you always have permission to eat. Um, so that's number one. Emotional eating is, can be a tool used for stress as long as it's not creating a second problem for you. And that second problem would be you're doing it every day and it's causing your, you health issues. Um, it's making you feel like crap every day. You're ignoring your, um, your emotions, you're numbing out, you're not participating in life. A lot of people, we have the thing that we kind of, you know, numbs us out to the world because we can't deal, we're not able to deal with life. So we want to take a look at all those things and just make sure that that's not what we're doing. And, um, we, we teach our, our clients how to process their emotions and how to actually get down to the problem. Um, I know that like when I will, make the time to do that for myself, the need to eat goes away. And that's the last thing that most people want to do, but it's the most effective thing in that moment. Like stop and just ask yourself, what is it that I need right now? What am I feeling? Is there anything that I can do about this immediately? Like, do I need to have a conversation with someone? Do I, do I need sleep? You know, am I just tired? 
Um, is there, do I need to, do I need to get out of like a toxic situation? What's going on? And if you can do something about it, do it. But otherwise, um, you know, have a bunch of other tools aside from eating to process the emotion. Cause if you don't deal with, with the, the source of the, the feelings, then you're just going to be putting a bandaid on the problem anyways. And willpower is not going to get you through something that like that. I love that. I love that approach. It makes so much, it makes so much sense. Cause you're right. Most of the times it's just like, well, don't do it or yeah. occupy yourself, distract yourself. But Drink water. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is chew gum. <laughs> yeah. Chew gum. Oh, those are, those are the worst, the worst. Oh my gosh. So can you recommend a favorite book or podcast that you've either read or listened to lately? Mm. Um, I'm really into, so this is bad, but we, I love my own podcast. <laughs> like our, You're allowed. This is Sushi podcast. I like, I, that sounds so dumb, but it's really the, like, that's what I listen to mostly to, you know, just to self critique and stuff, but I love our podcast. And it really is like one of the only one, if not the only one that I know of that's like that, um, where we talk about relationship with food and body and exercise. But, um, Danny Pellegrino is my kind of trash, um, trash TV person. That's like my, my junk food for my brain when I don't want to think about this stuff anymore. He's, um, he loves Bravo TV and like real housewives is my, it's my only pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. It's my guilty pleasure (laughs) for the weekend. So yeah, that's a good one. And I want to talk a little bit about your podcast that you do with your husband. How did you guys start that? How did that kind of come about? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's kind of a funny story. It's called fitness and sushi because it started on our date nights. We love sushi and, you know, interestingly enough, when we were dieting together and going through like the throes of our disordered eating patterns, um, sushi was something that we didn't allow ourselves unless we were binging, (laughs) like, unless we were like having a cheat day (laughs) and like binging on it. So we started going regularly to a a sushi restaurant again and on our date night. And when we would sit down, we would have all these great discussions about what we were learning about healing our relationship with food and our bodies and how we were doing the same thing with our clients. We would talk about the, the, the philosophies that we were kind of developing. So it all developed over sushi. And one night he just said, um, you know, we really should have a podcast about this and we'll call it fitness and sushi. And I was like, and so then it was a joke forever. And finally we're like, okay, we should really do this. <laughs> this, is, this is something. Totally. And it's, it's caught on, it's grown. Our audience has loved it. Um, it's exactly, I think what's needed out there in the health and fitness industry, but um, it's, that's, that's the, the short of it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love it. I highly recommend, I will put it in the show notes because um, you guys are adorable. I love you you. Have video, you have audio. So it is, it's awesome. There's definitely nothing else like it. So Thank highly, you. Yeah. Um, so is there a certain quote or mantra that you live by? Oh, um, yes. So you asked earlier about favorite book and I forgot to say, but power of now Eckhart Tolle is like my favorite, favorite. And a quote from that book that I also use as a mantra is, um, anytime I'm struggling with something, I don't want to get caught in the anxiety gap between like, what do I do about this? And, and this is my reality. So he says, um, leave it, change it or accept it. And so it's, that is just my go-to. Can I, can I leave the situation? 
um, no, can I change it? Maybe, maybe not. Then I need to accept it. So it, it kind of gives you a, a list of options to keep you out of the anxiety gap and feeling anxious about something. Um, and I use it all the time with my clients, um, when it comes to like body image and food struggles, everything. So it's a, it's a really good one. Oh, I love that. That is a great one. And now I have to check that book out. So I'm a fan mm. of, of his totally. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up, I want you to be able to share with everyone where they could contact you, where they could find your website, your Instagram, and, um, and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes as well. Oh, yeah. Um, our website is builtdaily.com and you can find everything there. Our um, podcast is linked up there. Our articles, our programs are there. Um, I have a, an Instagram account that's separate and that's Deanna Schober. Um, it's D-E-A-N-N-A-S-C-H-O-B-E-R. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much. It was so great to connect with you. And I loved learning about you, about your business, your podcast. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome.